your victory today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, in every season, God, we will continue to praise you, Father.
together to worship you, Lord. And God, how I pray that our praises would be acceptable, Lord. Father, we pray that you truly, we pray that you've truly been blessed, Lord, as we've expressed our souls, our hearts, our minds, our emotions. Lord, even our will, Lord, we've subjected it to you this morning. Lord, I just pray that that, can, that, that spirit of worship would continue, Lord, as we enjoy not only your presence but each each other's presence in this place lord you've called your church together you've called us together this morning and we just pray your blessing upon everything that takes place in this room this morning in jesus name amen amen take hey you got five minutes go ahead and greet somebody uh all the way across the sanctuary if you need to well, welcome to Praise Assembly. Hey, if you are a first-time guest of ours, and the seat back in front of you is a Connect card, please fill it out as fill it out legibly. And at the end of service, go to our information desk, and we have a gift bag for you with some mugs and a great devotional you'll enjoy, uh, and some other things. So please take the time to fill that out and welcome. We're really glad you're with us today. 
At this time, we want our ushers to be ready. We want to bring our gifts to the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your provision in our life, that you are truly Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And I thank you for this opportunity right now to plant seed for a harvest. Lord, to plant financial seed, to show our love for you, and then to see you respond in our lives. Lord, I pray your blessing on the tithe and the offering and on each giver. In Jesus' name, amen. few announcements to remind you about today is the time to get your youth convention balance in. Uh, Pastor Hans is away this morning, but um, you can drop it. Well, you know, give it to me if you need to, but we want to make sure that your young person does not, your student does not miss out on youth convention, which is quickly approaching. So balance of $70 to do today. Also Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night is our final uh, installation on the Song of Solomon. We're going to be wrapping it up this Wednesday. And then the following Wednesday, we're going to start a new series on the Gospel of Mark. So looking forward to that. And then finally, Grief Share uh, begins after a hiatus from COVID. It's beginning uh, a week from this Wednesday at 7 o'clock in room 106. Divorce Care is in room 107 at the same time. So we have a full complement of things for you on Wednesday nights. Um, let's go ahead and open to the fourth chapter of Luke's gospel as we begin this morning. Luke chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading of verse 14 through verse 21. Luke 4, verse 14. 
Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue was fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for, for just your word. God, the fact that your word is truth, 100% unadulterated truth. And God, I pray that the truth of your word would, would, would permeate our souls this morning, that we'd receive what you have for us, that your Holy Spirit would anoint your word. God, that we wouldn't hear just intellectually this morning, but something would take place inside of us as your word is un, unveiled. Lord, we just ask for your power, the Holy Spirit's power, to open our eyes to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're still in a series, Jesus Said. And in this series, as you saw this morning, in Isaiah, he, Jesus quotes Isaiah at the synagogue in Nazareth. He's reading about himself. And earlier this year, I had drawn your attention really to this same passage, Isaiah and this passage in the Gospel of Luke. And I don't remember exactly what month it was. It was January, February, or March. But, but I remember it was, it was before I had a message planned. It was before I, I shared that message. But I, I told you and I proclaimed that this would be a year of blessing. A year of blessing for the members of this local body of ours. And, and I'd mentioned to you as well at that time that when I first came here 25 years ago, that was probably my first or second message to you. That that's when I first, I first felt God tell me that 1998 would be a year of blessing. And it was for many of us. And I felt that same compulsion 25 years later, the beginning of this year. And in fact, the Bible on the communion table, since I have been here, has been open to Isaiah 61, where that's exactly the passage that Jesus had read. And, and so, the, you know, most of the year, I don't want to admit this, but we're in October. It's October 1st. We're getting near the end of the year. There's only three more months. On the positive side, it's nice seeing the sun today, isn't it? And you know what? I got a lot of people missing here. A little bit over there. If they're not back next week, I'm praying for rain again. We're going to get you back in here. Really. I, I thought sunshine would kind of get you out of bed, perk you up a little bit, and you'd be in church. But anyway, so, you know, we're, we're getting near, you know, we're, we're in the last quarter of this year. And I, and I have, you know, as, in the last few months, I felt a little remorseful that I hadn't pushed, hadn't emphasized what I had shared that one morning, that this would be a year of blessing for many of you. And I, I, I just didn't bother to preach this. I mean, to really preach it. 
to really stress the compulsion that I felt on that one Sunday morning this year. And, and my purpose for preaching it, had I really preached it, you're going to get it today, but had I preached it early in the year, my purpose would have been for building up your faith and preparing you to receive what God had for you. Because I remember that Sunday when I shared that awareness, I mean, it was real to me, and, and I believe it was real to you. But I've got to tell you, I mean, I have not given any undue emphasis to that whole thought since that time until this morning. I mean, I could have casually, I, I might have mentioned it just casually a few times since then. But, you know, every so often during the ensuing months, I will say this, without me preaching about this and really emphasizing it, I did notice during the year, usually through a social media post, sadly, but at least I saw it, but I would notice people online sharing how they had suddenly gotten blessed. And so I realized that it was happening. You know, I don't have to preach something for God to have his will done. Amen? He just, he is sovereign. He's going to do what he wants to do. I don't have to, I don't really have to prepare you for it, but I want to prepare you for it. But he did some unbelievable things this year. And so, I, you know, I want to mention two things on this topic of this being a year of his special blessing. First of all, as I mentioned, I, I did, I've done a little inventory. And I have a number of people that I know have been incredibly blessed this year. And they too, even in their sharing, they were somewhat low-key in displaying or reporting the blessings they'd received. But I, but I got wind of them. And secondly, I want to make this point clear to you as well. When I talk about the year of, of his blessing, a year of blessing, I don't want you to assume that that ends on December 31st at midnight, 2023. Okay, I don't, I don't in my mind, it doesn't really have anything. To, I shouldn't have said the word year. Well, I could have said the word year because it's, it, it's, it, it's in Isaiah, but really what Isaiah says is it's the year of the Lord's favor. And don't we want his favor? I believe there's still many more blessings to come. And I believe that they're going to pour out even during 2024. And I want to predict this too. I think 2024 is going to be a very challenging year for Americans and all Americans in our nation. But I will say this as believers, I believe that God is going to provide for us just as he did Elijah. Whether, whether you get, you know, breakfast dropped off at your house in the morning from some ravens or whatever, I don't, you know, God is going to do the supernatural in our lives. And you're going to see that it is a year of his favor, without a doubt. So again, I think, you know, the, the reason that I used the phrase year of blessing was because I took it from that passage in Isaiah where the prophet proclaimed and Jesus read it in Nazareth talking about himself, that Jesus himself had come, he had come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Again, I want to stress to you that I don't believe the year ends December 31st. And this is what I mean when I feel that God has told me that this year is a year of blessing for many. And what I want to do right now at this time, I want to share with you some of the blessings that some of our church members have received this year. And then you'll see what I'm talking about. We're going to, we're going to take the time to listen to three testimonies of God's favor in three very different situations. Um, there obviously are, have been more than three. I have a list, but these are just three that, that we recorded on video and I want to share with you this morning. The first one is from Gene Hawkins and, and Gene was seriously ill at one point this past spring. And at one point, the doctors didn't think she'd make it through the night. That's how serious it was. 
But God intervened, and she's still with us, and she's here today at 89 years of age. You're not supposed to tell a woman's age. But listen, listen, listen to part of her story. Let's go ahead and show that clip. No, Gene, when I, when I saw this on Facebook, just a beautiful testimony. I'm going to read a little bit of yes, it. okay. You know, it, you wrote August 23rd. And which day was your actual birthday? Was it 23rd? Mm -hmm. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so she wrote, Today, by the grace of God, I turned 89. And I say that because in April of this year, I went into a Mycenae Gravis crisis. I was hospitalized for 10 long days, uh, tube down my throat to breathe. Um, I'm trying to get through a little bit of this here. Yeah. And what I loved was on the eighth day, and you, and you just told me that you didn't know what was going on, but on the eighth day, the doctor called your family in to say goodbye, that there was nothing else they could do. That was incredible. Right. And, well, she was uh, outside bawling her head out, yeah. her eyes out. I didn't know she'd yeah. been out there crying. I saw them, yeah. and they were all, they looked like vultures, the doctors standing in the doorway of my yeah. room. I was in ICU. Yeah. Just kept looking at me and looking at me. I'm going, what are they looking at? No, but I'm really, I'm really glad you're here. Yeah, right. <laughs> because the doctor said you'd be somewhere else. Yeah, he and, did. And it's nice when they're, I, you know, I appreciate the medical profession. Yeah. No problem with them, boy. When you need them, thank God. Right. But I'm really glad when they're wrong about oh, stuff too. like this. Yeah. You know, because sometimes they're right. Oh yeah, definitely. And you did not meet your demise. No. You didn't meet Jesus face no, to face. You no, still no, got no. to go back to your family. Yeah. And and that is that's that's the kind of thing that I was talking about. Right. When I talked about this being a period of blessing, you know, I mean, really to get, in a sense, almost the dead brought back to life. Right. Because they said this is it. If yeah. we if we can't do anything. Yeah. Else. If we take that innovation tube or whatever they call yeah. it, I hate. I'm not good with medical terms. Yeah. But if they, if they take that tube out, your heart's going to stop, yeah. and that's it. And it didn't happen. God right. came through. Well, my uh, doctor that did my surgery on my back told me <clears throat> he was very, he was livid when I told mm. you. I tell everybody this story. Because, yeah. I mean, it's just like real to me. And it was so, so frightening. Mm. And uh, even just laying there and, and just waiting from day to day and hour to hour, and nothing was happening. I didn't feel like I was dying. I felt I could breathe fine. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> then they put me on that in the ICU, and I'm going, oh, why are they doing that? Hmm. When you I really hadn't given it a thought. You know, I mean, after, when it's over, you know, when you've been through the, the trial. The valley. Been through, yeah, the valley. <laughs> when you've been through the valley, you know, and then all, once you're out, it's like, you just take a breath, you know, yeah. and you don't, I don't look back. I never right, look back in right, pain. I right, never look right. back in trauma. Right. Um, always looking forward to. I'm an optimist, I yeah, guess, and I, I think you are by nature yeah. too. So I'm sitting there and I'm praying and praying and praying. I'm saying, God, am I going to die? I don't really want to die right now. Am I really going to die? And I'm just praying and praying and praying. And all of a sudden, in my brain, I I I guess it was God because I felt it was God. Mm. He said. Don't worry, you're not gonna die. I'm not finished with you yet, and you still have work to do. And I said, oh, thank you, Lord. And boy, I did too. Yeah. And I showed him we just come right out of it. So, but no, this was a fantastic testimony. I, I love it that, you know, they actually said, hey, you know, she's not gonna make it. And then you're here today. Yeah, right. And that's what, mm -hmm. that's, that's what a blessing that is. Yeah. yeah.
Amen. And not the least bit exaggerated. It was really gloomy at that moment. And, and I had forgotten about that from April until August. And if she hadn't posted again on social media and gave this wonderful testimony to God, I wouldn't have thought to include her this morning. The next, the next testimony is about a young man's desire for a wife. And the Bible in Proverbs 18.22 tells us that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And for someone to share life with. And every summer when this young man would come home, I would try to encourage him and get him ready to go back in the fall and go find a woman. And, um, you know, I mean, and, and I did pray for him, too, that God would give him the desires of his heart. And he came home at the end of uh, a number of years in college with a college degree, but no love interest. He came home empty handed socially until God intervened. And put someone into his path. And they were both married this past August. Let's go ahead and show that clip. You know, thinking about you in particular, because I didn't know Marissa. Um, now, you met her last summer, right? Mm, June 21st. But things got serious this year. So I, I just felt like, you know, that's something you've wanted a, a woman in your life. <laughs> For so long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's natural, you know. And all of a sudden, it happened. You know, I mean, I can't remember when you told me. But I, I, as, soon oh, as, it, as soon as it worked in that direction, then I heard you were planning on getting married. I said, this has been a year of blessing for you. Yeah. I you know, agree. I mean, how long were you at Evangel? Five years. Okay, not four and a half? <laughs> well, it was going to be four and a half, but I decided to extend my, give myself better odds, you know. How'd <laughs> <laughs> those odds go? <laughs> Didn't work. So, no, it's just really kind of, you know, really kind of, no, I mean, you could have come home and had nobody in your life for the next three years. Do you realize that? Yeah. I mean, you know, do you see God in it at all? or? No, I do. I mean, you know. my parents right before camp had prayed um, over me, and I didn't even know about it. And they, yeah. they basically, cause, I mean, they were in the same boat as you. It was like they, they know that I was looking and not finding, and um, they p- prayed that at camp, that year Mm -hmm. that I would find a woman that's exactly what I needed and I mean the circumstances here I am I am here so it didn't work but I settled for her so (laughs) no but yeah and and it's just like crazy because we I mean we only dated for like four months which to a lot of people is is nothing I no, mean, but to it, you, but, that's forever. But it, but it really happened easily, right? It really happened easily. Yeah, I mean... There wasn't anything forced. No, you know? no. I mean, she she just couldn't stop chasing after me, you know, and so I let her... <laughs> no, so we we started talking, and um, when I left camp, mm-hmm. like, she thought it was just, like, the end of a camp fling. Yeah. And yeah. I had other ideas, and so mm-hmm. I, I contacted... Um, the I didn't DYD. Think that. I didn't you think did. that. No. Well, you, you thought I it just, could have been. I just well, you don't know where it's going to go. For me, I thought, like, okay, well, usually you don't see these people again. So, mm-hmm. like, what are the odds that I ever see him again? Yeah. You yeah. know? So, for me, it was like, it wasn't like it was just a camp fling for me. Like, mm-hmm. I. <laughs> just silence. How embarrassing. <laughs> but, like, for me, it was like, you know, we just. You know, you mm-hmm. don't ever usually see those people again. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, and it's I like I asked the I asked Lee, who was DYD at the time, 
if I could come back just to see her, which mm -hmm. is the weirdest, like, why would anybody say yes to that? Oh, so you went back to camp and, another week? And, well, I went back for the weekend camp like, oh, two days okay, later okay. just to see her, and she was still working as the... the DYD. Uh, or not DYD. You weren't working as a DYD. <laughs> the, housing as the, the housing director. Housing so she director. still had a job to do, and he let me come back just to hang out with her, which, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. that was a blessing. And that, honestly, I think that's what made her realize that I was serious. Yeah. Yeah. And then we talk. I, we, there has not been a day since then that we haven't talked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like we talked for like eight hours. We, I started a new job and I was, <laughs> I talked to her until three, four in the morning, and I had to be I up at, at six the next morning. And so on my first day at the job, it was a desktop too. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know. So that job only lasted a month. <laughs> but it, but it's amazing short. how quickly it all came together. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean based on my history. <laughs> yeah, no, because we've talked, like, when you'd come home, yeah. I'm, I'm giving him pointers to just go out and get coffee, just get to know people. And, oh, he definitely tried that. You know. <laughs> it just didn't work. Yeah. So. Yeah, but. Now it's done. <laughs> so. She can't run now. <laughs> yeah. But it's really, really a blessing, guys. I'm really glad you found each other. Yeah. And that's really a God thing. And it's neat knowing your parents had prayed specifically for you. I know, I know. And they didn't tell me until after I met her. Yeah. And, like, every girl before that, they are like, eh, you know. Yeah. And, and then finally, like, when we we met and I came back, they honestly, they were probably surprised that it actually worked. They're like, really? Oh. Really? <laughs> they, yeah. they actually, he actually answered our prayer. <laughs> yeah. But. The single biggest decision you're going to make in your life, yeah. you know. And, and, again, it happened to me. From an, from an outside viewpoint, it happened very easily. Just yeah. But yeah. no real answer to prayer. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Alex. Oh man. <clears throat> so Alex does believe that God hears and answers prayer. <laughs> and then um, finally, my my son-in-law received an incredible blessing from God this year. Uh, after a number of years of giving himself to one company as a faithful employee, another door opened. And it probably really is his dream job. Really a great fit. Uh, and this new job has been a blessing in so many, many ways. So let's go ahead and show that clip. Yeah, this year has really been a year of blessing. And Chuck, I, I wanted you to come in and share how 2023 has been a year of blessing for you with your employment, how things have changed from one employer to where you are right now. Yeah, it, it's uh, the Lord really blessed me and my family this year with uh, it was unexpected. It, it yeah. uh, kind of came out of the blue. I'd been working my previous employer. I enjoyed the job overall, but it was a lot of long hours. The work-life balance was more on the work side, less on the life. And uh, I'd work, being, being on call yeah, all the time. Yeah, 50 plus hours in a week yeah. and get uh, calls nights, weekends, sometimes have to go in at night unexpectedly. A lot of reactive work, putting out fires. Um, and yep, summer last year, the employer is more and more um, emphasis on social issues that mm. really didn't have anything to do with being with productive, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I finally told my boss, I was like, look. Well, I plus they, they changed ownership like three times yeah. or something, or names at least. and Yeah, there's a lot of change yeah. with that and, and um, you know, uncertainty. But uh, I, I told my boss back in when, you know, last July, I was like, look, 
I, I don't think I can, I'm, my values, my personal values are mm -hmm. aligned with the company anymore. And I love, I love working with him and, um, but I, I said, look, I'm going to look for something mm -hmm. else. Meanwhile, I was still diligent at work. I'd still put in my time, mm -hmm. really put all my effort there. But uh, the Lord opened this door. Um, I don't even really recall how I, how <laughs> I was going to ask. I was going to ask, how did it happen? But yeah. yeah. And because um, I, I know we were, you know, family members were praying yeah. that you'd look somewhere else yeah. and something better. Boy, it, it dropped into your yeah. lap. Yes, yeah, so I applied, and uh, really things really worked out really well because they loved me where I worked last. They gave me a, a retention bonus, hmm. and the way it worked out with a new job is I interviewed, and they said, well, we're not going to bring you on to the, the new year. And um, my start date with my new job was two days after my one year of my retention hmm. bonus came up, so I didn't have to repay that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I served my time that I committed to there, and got to transition to this new role, which is much more you know, strategic in thought, mm -hmm. less firefighting, forward moving or exactly. forward looking. Forward, yeah. yeah it's it's not just yeah. taking care of problems, but actually planning future yeah. events and yeah. development. And yeah, and and it it really and it's in aerospace. Yeah, it's in aerospace. It's my undergraduate degree, my passion mm -hmm. going in through school, and then. Uh, you know, I really, uh, I've really gotten a much better balance between mm -hmm. work and life. It's, you know, I don't get those midnight calls. I don't, I don't get <laughs> yeah. having to come in at, at three in the morning. And um, it's really been a really huge yeah. blessing to, to myself. Yeah, more, t more time off, more yeah. vacation time. Um, closer to home, too. Yeah, less, it's like, less um, commute. Two mile commute instead of all the rest. Yeah, it's really been a blessing. It has. And so that's why I wanted to feature you today. Um, not because you're my son in law, but because God really did bless you. And, it, you know, we weren't happy with where you were working because we, you know, we could see it just pulling you away from family more than it should. And even getting at our house, just getting a phone call and you've got to tell them how to fix it and how to, you know, yeah. and that's what you're getting paid for. That's your job. <laughs> but boy, it's so much nicer to have what you have now. So yeah, and I, I enjoy the mission of what we do. We support the warfighter, which is near and dear to my yeah. heart being, you know, a Navy vet. So I, I really enjoy it. Everything's lined up and it's certainly God's, you know, hand in all yeah. that I could see through that whole path that if I didn't have to repay a retention bonus the way the, the job's mm -hmm. closer to home. The way I found the job is, yeah. you know, on, in my eyes by accident. Yeah. But, you know, but it's God, really the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah, but God had plans. It's yeah. the year of the Lord's favor. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> those, are, those are great testimonies. And God has blessed those people, as you heard. He's given them the desires of their heart. Uh, I mean, the first one, from death to life. The other, the second one, from singleness to a lifelong union. And this last one, of course, from a so-so job to a career with meaning and adventure and satisfaction. But understand this, they're not the only ones. And I know that. I know God has worked in many of your lives this year. So when you get a chance, please, either through the church website or through a Connect card or just let me know. Um, best to have all the details I can. You know, I'd love to hear what God has done for you in this time of his favor. Um, you know, in each one of these, pretty much I found out through social media. 
And so, um, you know, don't keep it a secret. Get it out there. I know we don't like to brag about how we've been blessed but we don't hear about the blessings that God is doing. And when, when, we, when we share those, I think we bring glory to him. We bring glory to God. It's not about us, really. And I believe there are many more. I believe we're going to hear many more during the next several months. So feel free to share those with me. The, and here's, here's the thing, not to guilt trip anyone, but I know why we don't, you know, we don't, we don't share. I know why we don't share. And I think one of it is we're, after we've been through that valley, that was how Jean termed her horrible experience. After we've been through that valley and we come out, we just want to get back to normal as quickly as possible. We don't want to dwell on what we've been through. We don't want to talk about it. We want to hurry up and get right back up to speed, don't we? We want to get back to life as normal. And it's in that moment of trying to get back to where we were, I think we sometimes forget to share what God has done for us. We just want to get back to life. And I understand that. But so what I want to do now is to direct you to your attention to Luke chapter 17. We're in Luke again, but we're in chapter 4. Now we're in chapter 17. And and let's read about this. Something else that Jesus said. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now, we've all heard that story before. It's probably an elementary age Sunday school story. And certainly we're all aware of the answer to Jesus' rhetorical question. We're not all ten cleansed. Of course, he had healed them all. And they did exactly what Jesus had told them to do, which was prescribed in the Old Testament. And they were required to go and show themselves to the priests to deem the fact that they'd been healed and can come back into society again. They didn't have to go live as recluses. When they had a skin disease, they were to to be deemed cleansed by the priest. All ten lepers did that. But only one came back to Jesus to express his gratitude. And you know what? We are sometimes like that. We can sometimes be like that. Can you see it? And folks, again, no, no guilt this morning. Don't feel any guilt. But we can do this at times. Of course, we're grateful. Of course, we're thankful what God has done in our lives. And it doesn't have to be video recorded. We can just share with others. But sometimes, sometimes, maybe even in a passing manner, we'll just say, thank you, Lord, and then we move on. But I just wonder, based upon this passage in Luke 17, if we should do a little more. And I want to be the first to confess this morning. Because I'm as guilty as anyone. In 2016, I had experienced an event that became a true learning event for me on this issue. And I want to share it with you this morning. 2016, help me with the math, seven years? Isn't that terrible? Seven years, almost eight years ago. 
But way back in the end of 2015 and into the first week of, of 2016, it was, it was just prior to me leading our young adults on a missions trip to Thailand. I'd gone through a number of x-rays and ultrasounds and MRIs, and I was having some back pain, and so an x-ray was ordered. That's where it began. The doctor called me in and was concerned. He wasn't going to talk to me on the phone. He wanted me to actually come in and was concerned that when they did the x-ray on my spine, they picked up some possibly cancerous tumors in my kidney. So an ultrasound was scheduled, at which time they realized that it wasn't my kidney that was affected, but instead it was my liver. And so then they did some MRIs to determine if these tumors might be malignant. And my last diagnostic was on New Year's Eve day. And so with the holiday coming, I wouldn't get any results for a couple of days. And I was leaving the country the next morning. So all of us on that trip, we left for the airport early on New Year's morning. And we arrived in Thailand the next day. And over the next few days, we did various ministry things. And on one day, we went to visit a cancer hospital. And, and just to bring the patients some gifts, to sing some Christian songs, to minister to them. It was a wonderful time. And, and they were truly grateful for our visit. And while there, walking to the hospital wards, I received an email with the results of my latest MRI to see if this was benign or malignant. And I held back from the group in order to read it. I mean, I'm, I'm dying of curiosity. I want to find what's going on. And so I stayed outside to read the email. Our young adults went on in and, and, and without me. And the report told me that the tumors were benign. Praise God. And the first thing I thought wasn't praise God. The first thing that I thought, and I'm ashamed to admit this to you. It's taken me seven, eight years to get the courage to tell you. But you know, what I, you know what I thought to myself? You know what I said to myself? Dodge that one. Really, dodge that one. And I was kind of, for a moment, I was kind of proud that I was of the same hearty stock as my dad. I mean, he was just tough. This guy had been through everything, survived everything, even without God. He got saved at age 89, died at age 95, or went to heaven at 95. But I mean, I, you know, just when I said that, it's like, yeah, this is the Petrucci way. I was never worried. I wasn't concerned about dying of cancer because you get to go to heaven. My bigger concern was being out of commission for months and possibly longer. The aggravation, the discomfort of, of, of different kinds of treatments that would come along with that kind of diagnosis. You know, I mean, not being able to do what I normally do. And I don't want you to think less of me but the truth is that my response to that good news could be characterized or categorized as carnal. I was like one of the nine lepers. I was like one of the nine lepers. I did exactly what nine lepers. The priest said, I'm good. I'm good. But thankfully, I caught up with the group. And with them, we, together, we ministered these cancer patients. In the midst of ministering in that cancer ward, I started to cry. And, I, and I, I mean, uncontrollably. And I wasn't crying about these people fighting cancer. It wasn't the setting that, that you know, brought the tears. I'm I was crying. I was crying at my initial response to what God had done in my body. You see, all of a sudden I realized I didn't dodge cancer. I didn't successfully move away from a dreaded disease. God touched me. And so I was crying because of my thoughtlessness. I was crying because of my ungratefulness. I really was one of those nine lepers. And I couldn't stop crying about it. I had to leave the group again. 
and get outside, get away from them. I was so embarrassed to be crying. I was embarrassed about that ingratitude and, and I didn't want anyone to see me all red-eyed. And I mean, I was, it, I've never seen my own eyes that red. But I felt so low. I felt so, I, you know, just, I felt so repentant. I owed God a big fat apology. He had blessed me big time. Again, not wor- I'm not worried about dying. I have Jesus. But the aggravation of months of suffering through treatment and all that kind of stuff. He had blessed me big time. And I should have offered him praise right then and there. Instead of, hey, I dodged that one. I should have offered him praise. And I didn't. But I will tell you, I told the group when we were together the next morning for devotions. I learned a lesson. When God does something, when he does anything in your life, you give him thanks. Amen? Give him all the glory. And that's what Jesus said when he taught this story about the ten lepers. He showed us a human condition of how easy it is for us to take God for granted. He watches over us all the time. I mean, you know, we, we become so secure in knowing that he's always watching over us. The scriptures tell us that he does not sleep or slumber. Amen? That his arms are not too short to save. That he knows when a sparrow falls to the ground. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. He knows all the days ordained for us before one comes to pass. And we have a great high priest right now. We have a great high priest. His name is Jesus who's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's forever making intercession for us. And everything I just told you in that one paragraph is all right out of the Bible. That's not my opinion. That's God's word. It's all in the Bible. And so in this message series on Jesus said, let me encourage you the next time that God does something for you. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a great diagnosis. It doesn't have to be a brand new job. There can be even smaller things. And you see that he's really blessed you. Just pause and take the time to thank him. Amen. To express your gratefulness, to express your gratitude for what he's done for you and to thank him for what he's done in your life. I mean, I'm so thankful for a God who really loves us and knows us and will tolerate our frailty. I felt so bad. I I felt I grossly offended the lover of my soul. I know he's got big shoulders. It It didn't rock his world. But I just thank God that somehow his Holy Spirit got through some real denseness and said, hey, you didn't beat this on your own. God did this for you. I thank God for that. I'm going to have us close in just a moment by doing two things. First, in a moment, I want to show you a 90-second video clip, a part of the missions trip that I had referred to. Because specifically, I want you to see the gratitude on the faces of the patients whom we visited. I mean, as we're visiting them, and I'm telling you, this is not like a cancer hospital in the United States. But they were so grateful. And I think that's what got me to realize with the help of the Holy Spirit that I had been ungrateful. And after we watch the video, then we're going to read the 103rd Psalm. And before I do, I, want, I just want to remind you to let me know of any blessings in your life, where you see the favor of God in your life, I want you to let me know. Again, email me through our church website. Simply write it on the back of one of the connect cards. 
and I'll get it. But let's go ahead and watch this clip. It'll, it'll help us to see what I'm talking about. Wasn't that last patient so sweet? 103rd Psalm. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. And crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses. His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger. Abounding in love. He will not always accuse. Nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we're formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone. And his place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant to remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Let's pray together. 
Father God, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. That you really, really love us. God, you love us so much. And you are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy to be glorified. And Lord, we think we, think we are so busy from day to day. And we think we're so capable at times on our own. But Lord, we need you. We need you. Lord, we need you. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that we would forever remember just how much we rely upon you to give us breath every day, to bless us in so many ways, many of which not only do we not acknowledge, we just don't even recognize, but your hand was there. You went before us. You opened a door that no man could close. Lord, we thank you, God, for who you are in our lives. What I want to do this morning is, is give us a time at this altar where you can come and just thank him for something he's done for you recently. You don't have to make it known publicly, but just to, before we run out of here this morning, just to take a moment and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done in my life. And maybe there isn't one specific thing you've noticed, but you can still thank him for his goodness. And I want us to stand and find a place. Heather, if you'd come, I'd like to sing that last chorus that we sang. Uh, part of the lyrics came out of the Song of Solomon. He's altogether lovely. And that's the kind of God we serve. He's unbelievable. He is so good to us. And not only does he care about you or I as individuals, but he cares about every living being on this planet. That's how big he is. He'll even watch over the sinner, the person who doesn't know him. I know he did me before I found him as my savior. But he'll come in, he'll come in to my life and make changes where they need to be made. And so right now, let's just express our appreciation to him. Lord, we love you, God. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit who lives within us and is here right now. He's gathered here with all of us. And we thank you, Lord, for bringing healing, Lord. We thank you for the way that you touched Gene Hawkins, Lord God. We thank you that you provided for Alex, Lord, that you, you opened a door for Chuck. And, and, Lord, there's so many others that you're constantly working in our lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our employment this morning. Lord, we thank you for our, our spouses and, 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 our, and our families, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this church. Lord, we thank you for those who serve us in this church as, as life group teachers, as Royal Ranger leaders, as girls ministries leaders, Lord. We thank you for everyone. For, serve on every level, God. It wouldn't happen, Lord, without your direction. And you've called these people. You've called them, Lord. God, we thank you for every good and perfect gift come, that comes down from the Father of lights. Lord, we're not orphans. You've adopted us into your family. We belong to you. We belong to you, Lord. Lord, you brought us into your family. You saved us. Not only do we know we have a home in heaven, but right now we belong to you. And someday you're going to come for us. You're going to come and get us. 
until that time, Lord, we know we can count on your blessing, that we can count on your favor, that we can count on your involvement in our lives. Lord, you are forever faithful. Your word says even when we're unfaithful, you remain faithful. And Lord, right now, God, we just ask, I I ask, I ask your forgiveness, Lord, for not acknowledging everything you've ever done in my life. Lord, for just being in a hurry to get back to what I was doing before life got interrupted. Lord, you are so good. You're just so good. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Praise you, Jesus. Jacob for that song that last song that we sang this morning here I am to worship yes not just on Sunday mornings when we gather together and can sing together. But Lord, every day that we would would say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for all your kindness, all your goodness. Even Even if all he did was save us from an eternity in hell, never did another thing for us, that would be enough. But he does so much more. 
He does so much more. He's constantly watching over us. He's constantly providing. He's the God who heals. He's the God who provides. He's the God of peace. He's the God that brings things that, that finances cannot provide. Worshiping him is not situational. It's not circumstantial. He's worthy of it all the time. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And Lord, we just thank you again right now. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives, Lord, in 2023. It's not over yet. There's more that you're going to do. But Lord God, I pray that we would be like that one leper, that we would come back to you, not relying on just what the priest has declared, but we come back to you and say, thank you, Jesus, for healing my body, for healing my finances, for healing my relationships, for healing my career. Lord, for healing and healing and healing upon healing. God, you are so great. We love you and we praise you in the highest name, the name above every name, Jesus, Jesus. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this assembly this morning. Lord, I thank you for your presence. But I thank you for what you are yet to do in our lives. And Lord, now I pray your blessing on each one of our lives as we leave this place. Help us to be aware of your presence. Help us to be aware of the things you're doing for us and to give you thanks. Bless your people today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you.